Welcome to day 26 of the story that changes everything. Today's readings are Exodus chapters 24 through 26. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Exodus chapter 24 describes the ratification of the covenant relationship between God and the people. The law is read up on Mount Sinai to the people and they agree to keep its commands. Similar ceremonial readings will take place each time the people make a recommitment to the relationship with Yahweh. If we think of those future moments as reaffirmations, like a bride and groom renewing their vows, then we can think of this moment in Exodus 24 as the initial wedding or official unifying ceremony pledging fidelity to one another. In the ceremony, blood is used, again, as a sign of both purity but also identification like it was earlier at the Passover. Oddly in the story, the text says that the people saw God But several times in the biblical text, it affirms that no one can actually see God and live. However, when what they see is described, it's only Yahweh's feet and the floor directly below God's feet that's described. Perhaps, especially with the next verses describing God's presence as a cloud, we ought to think of their seeing of God as limited or a veiled experience of God at best. God's continued presence in the cloud is an assurance of his divine presence, but it is still mysterious or literally a cloudy self-revelation on God's part. God gives Moses the first set of tablets. Joshua is mentioned for the first time as an assistant to Moses. Given his later leadership of the people, it may be important for readers to know that he was present for much of God's self-revelation at Mount Sinai. His experience of God is not just mediated through Moses, Joshua has some firsthand experience himself. And notice, Moses remains in God's presence for 40 days. There's that number again. Once you've been through something for 40 days, you're never the same. The next seven chapters of Exodus, chapters 25 through 31, primarily deal with the formation of the tabernacle and the specifications for its construction. Notice as you read and make your way through these intricate details, how many connections there are between the tabernacle and the Garden of Eden. At Eden, humankind was cast out from God's direct presence, but now God will dwell right in the middle of his people and reestablish some holy ground, a space where heaven and earth, a space where God's reign and the broken and fallen creation will reconnect. Chapter 25 opens with an open call to donate to the construction of the tabernacle and its holy vessels. Later, when Solomon will build the temple, the resources needed for its construction will be conscripted and required from the people. Here, in contrast, the tabernacle is built with what is freely given and with the gratitude from the people. I love that a God of a tent-dwelling people decides to also be present in a tent. Pay attention to the portability of all the objects in the temple, including the Ark of the Covenant. God is present, but not settled. If God is ready for the people to keep moving closer to the promised land, then God's presence is not fixed to a particular place or a particular time, but God is always ready to move with God's people into the future. Over the mercy seat are two winged creatures, or cherubim, harking back to the two angels who guarded the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve were cast out from God's presence. The mercy seat will be a place of grace, but it sits directly above the tablets of the law, This grace God extends is free, but it's not cheap. Instructions for the table next to the ark are also given. 
That table will be the place where the bread of presence remains. Unlike several of the nations surrounding Israel and the way they think about their gods and what their gods need, the Israelites don't leave the bread there for Yahweh to eat. God doesn't need our bread. The bread is there for the priests to eat and to be reminded of both God's provision, but also it's a constant renewal of that covenant meal eaten just a chapter earlier in chapter 24. Instructions for the lampstand are also given. Many scholars see in its description a representation of the tree of life, thus again continuing that Eden or creation and recreation theme. Chapter 26 gives very specific details about the construction of the various tents or coverings surrounding the Holy of Holies. Notice that in the same way that on God's holy mountain there were three levels of nearness to the unique presence of God, so too here in the temple there are three levels of how close we can get to God. Interestingly, also in the chapter, there are three different words used for weavers. Various levels of skill are used based on what is needed. And the details in the text are likely not just about making sure the people are obedient to God's directions, but they probably also serve for people later who are in exile and don't have a temple and don't have a tabernacle to be able to imagine what this space looked like and felt like, maybe even smelled like, when they no longer have such a space to worship in. On a recent trip through Spain and Italy, we toured several cathedrals, and I couldn't help but think about many of them while reading these initial chapters on the tabernacle. In those cathedrals and also in these texts, I realized there's a hunger in humankind to have sacred spaces filled with holy creativity, where we can sense the uniqueness of God's presence. And these texts also reminded me of the deep need we have to know that God is with us. And although these texts will be redefined in the New Testament through the incarnation and the Word who becomes flesh and tabernacles among us, nevertheless, we still might read these ancient texts and recognize the deep, deep need for sacred space in all of our lives. So read these scriptures carefully, looking for things you've never seen before. Listen to what the Spirit might say to you through the scripture today. Journal some of your reflections, questions, and prayers. And know that God is with us. Our readings for tomorrow are Exodus chapters 27 through 29. Talk to you tomorrow.